Hey, it's your girl Angela from Winning Today with Angela with a new podcast. Be bold, be you, most of all, be kind. Start tasting your words before you serve them to someone else. As we educate, as we inform, as we have a little fun during this time. Stay tuned, tell a friend, and hey, let's get it. Take a chance and try it out. If something's holding you back, then leave it in life. Be bold and be you. Just be bold. Thank you for tuning in to Be Bold right here with Angela Wynn. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you may be while you are listening to this broadcast. You know how I do it. Week after week, go ahead and share this out with a couple of your friends. Do the one, two, three, four, five, and let's go because I have a phenomenal guest in the room with us. And I tell you, oh my God, y'all are going to, you, you, just get your pen and your paper because she's going to have some good goods for you today for you to write down, take note of, and hey, put it to use. Miss Denise, Mrs. Denise, I am so glad to have you in the room. And uh, my audience, let me tell you, they always reach back out to me and try to find, okay, how do I get in contact with them? But guess what? Miss Denise is going to tell you how to make contact with her before the show is over with. But Miss Denise Thomas, I am so glad to have you here. Let our listening audience know uh, where you're from and what you are doing. She got some good goods, y'all. I told you that one time. I'm going to tell you twice. She got some great stuff, some awesome, awesome, awesome nuggets that she's going to share. But, Miss Denise, tell our listening audience um, who you are, where you're from, and what you got going. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, first, for letting me uh, share this on your show and for inviting me on. This has just been uh, such a pleasure to get to know you personally as well. So I'm Denise Thomas, and I live in Florida. Uh, I have been uh, a Southern girl through and through from the beginning of time, as far as I know, and uh, just just loving life and loving family. And I think that's what, you know, between that and, and loving the Lord is what got us through some really hard times. Uh, yeah. I am currently a TEDx speaker, six-time international best-selling author, and creator of Cracking the Code to Free College. Uh, Back uh, when my daughter was, I want to say she was about 12 years old. She was in middle school. And my husband was laid off from his corporate job. And we had just bought and built our dream home. Mm -hmm. The one we thought we were going to retire in. Mm -hmm. But when he was laid off, I'm thinking, okay, this, you know, we we need to do something. This is not good to have a build this big. So we put the house on the market mm-hmm. and he was able to get a job pretty quickly so we could breathe. But about three months later, he was laid off again. Wow. And then the stock market crashed. Oh, wow. Now you have to remember, you know, just like everybody, we all live our own little lives in our own little world. Mm-hmm. And I was not paying attention to what was going on, you know, outside of us you know, global things that were happening. Right. And right. Uh, right. You know, some industries 
what's going on in the world impacts your life, your your livelihood. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, now we all kind of get a, got a little bit of taste of that with COVID. So you know, mm-hmm. Just saying. Mm-hmm. right. You know, there were some jobs that were critical and were able to keep, but a lot of other you know things people were doing suddenly they were gone. Right. So it was it was it was time that we had to you know we were still paying bills. Mm-hmm. That's what we do. We pay the bills. If you got mm-hmm. money, you pay the bills. <laughs> so even though the stock market crashed and we were, you know, still paying bills, mm-hmm. eventually the money starts running out, you know, mm-hmm. you, you can't, you can't pay mortgages and car notes with no money coming in. Right. So right. the, uh, the stock market, what we had, little we had left, that was dwindling as well. So suddenly we realized there was just, just not enough money left. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I told my husband, I said, we have no choice. We have to declare bankruptcy. We mm-hmm. had just enough to hire a bankruptcy attorney mm-hmm. and buy a lawnmower and trailer and start mow- mowing lawns to put food on the table. Now, wow. the bankruptcy, though, was not just, you know, something you put on paper. Right. This was liquidation, mm-hmm. which meant that if you could touch it, it was sold. Mm-hmm. You know, I always used to think an estate sale was when somebody died. Mm-hmm. But this wow, this was an estate sale. Strangers mm-hmm. were walking into the house, you know, and, and everything was gone. The books, toys, Christmas decorations, mm-hmm. furniture, pots and pans. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think most of us have been to a garage sale or even had our own now and then. Mm-hmm. But this was having a stranger walk into my house and make an offer on the pot I was cooking my dinner in. Wow. I had to label had to, my... It, that it, had to do it, something with, your, with yeah. your, your mental state. Oh, it, you know, it, you know I'll, be, I'll be honest with you. When, you know, I was still going to church, whatever, you know, because you need prayer. And there was a local women's, uh, women's conference going on. It was about an hour away. And I went with some of the ladies. And I remember one of the ladies... As we're walking into this event, she turned to me and said, Denise, I don't understand your countenance. Mm-hmm. I, we know what you're going through. And I said, trust me, it's all God. <laughs> you know, you know I, there was no explanation. Mm-hmm. He has a plan and we're just riding through it, right? Mm-hmm. 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 Wow. So... The house, of course, went into foreclosure, and we had to move into a small apartment. Mm-hmm. Because of that, our two dogs also had to go, uh, mm-hmm. because you can't bring dogs, you know, big dogs right. to an apartment complex. So, so that's where you had to liquidate. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was, I mean, if you got pets, if anybody out there has animals, they're, these are your these are your furry children, you know, mm-hmm. that was probably the hardest thing I had to do. But a few months later in this new apartment, I was thinking to myself, hold on a minute. My daughter is starting high school next year or this year. College is around the corner. Mm-hmm. How are we going to pay for this? Mm-hmm. We have no savings, no 401k to borrow against. No house to borrow equity from. And that bankruptcy means we can't co-sign for those student loans everybody likes to talk about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, 
people don't realize your kid can only get a very small amount of student loans without a cosigner. And that cosigner, hon, is you. It's mom and dad or the grandparents. So realizing that this was going to be a problem, I started to do some research. And my girlfriend told me, Denise, you're starting too early. You know, you're supposed to wait till junior year for all of that, because that's what we're told, right? Wait till junior year. (laughs) Uh Uh That's the mantra for the last three decades. But I'm glad I did that research early, because what I found is that, yes, 70% of college students graduate with some amount of student loan debt. But that means 30% are graduating debt free. Wow. Who are they and what are they doing that the rest of us don't know about? Right, 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 right. right. And yeah, right. there's there's some that the mom and dad, you know, either worked their butts off and saved or, or, or you know, were blessed to have the money to be able to fund it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's there's definitely a small, and I do mean a smidgen of a percentage that are student athletes that are on athletic scholarships. You know, a lot of parents out mm-hmm. there say, that's their mm-hmm. kid's ticket. I got news for you, not today. Uh, it doesn't work like that like it used to. Right, 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 different ball game. Hold, hold, look, let me tell you, I've got clients from other countries, and they're afraid that they are, you know, behind the scenes, they're, they're, they're behind the eight ball, you know, we're, we're behind everybody. I said, no, 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 you don't understand. Families mm-hmm. here in the U.S. who grew up here and went to college, they think they've got it handled because they went to school. Right, like right, 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 right. Absolutely everything has changed. So in doing this research, I found this, you know, this section of people, of kids that are able to manage to pay for college without mom and dad going broke trying to do it, mm-hmm. without being completely destitute, without athletic scholarships, and guess what? They're not geniuses either. Mm-hmm. And I looked at what, what's common. What are they doing? And right. I, I told my daughter, yeah, what, what, what's different? What, you know, what, what, what are we, the rest of us doing wrong in all this, right? Because it has, it has to be something. Mm-hmm. And so I told my daughter, I said, I, I, whatever it is that, that I find, we're going to do it. Okay. If it sounds remotely logical that it would impact college acceptance or winning scholarships, we're going to do it. Well, by the time my daughter was a junior in high school, her the, the spring of her junior year. Uh-huh. That's when she sent her first college application off. This was a college, and there are some out there, this was a college that doesn't have a start date for their application. Okay. okay. I think they call okay. it open enrollment or year round or, you know, there's, there's a lengthier period. Uh-huh. And, uh, well, you know, I looked at what she had. It's like, well, you're not, your grades aren't going to change in the next six uh-huh. months. Uh, your activities aren't going to change, and your ACT score is not going to change. Mm-hmm. So you might as well put your name in the hat and get your first application out the window. Mm-hmm. So she did that, and three days later, I got a phone call from the university she had applied to. Oh, wow. Now, here's, this is why I ask parents. You want the parent phone number on this application, not the kid. Uh-huh. Because if uh-huh, an adult uh-huh. calls, what, what's the kid going to do with that phone number? You don't right, know if they're going right, to answer it, right? right? Exactly, because they don't know the number. I exactly, it's not, it's not in your contact list, unknown mm-hmm. number. Mm-hmm. So I answer the phone, and this gentleman introduces himself. He says, what well, university is from? And he calls for my daughter. 
I said, this is her mother. How may I help you? I mean, I'm not putting, you know, a man on the phone with my 16-year-old Exactly, exactly, exactly. And he said, well, we received your daughter's application, but we did not receive the application fee. Now, my brain says, now that um, is called not following directions. Uh-huh. <laughs> right? Use the error. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. So then he says, and we'd like to offer you or offer her tuition, fees, room, board, and books. Oh. But we need the fee to process the scholarship. Now, my daughter's on speakerphone. She's ready to jump up and down for joy. Uh-huh. I am doing the, you know, hand across the neck, uh-huh. hold on, don't get excited yet, because mom has got some questions. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So you then I ask, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. So it's kind of like, is this even real? Schools don't call you, right? Right. So then I said, you do know she's a junior. And then he replied, yes, ma'am, we'll wait for her. Oh. I'm thinking, oh, it could. What mm-hmm. what was on this application that worked? I still right. had no idea, right? Right, right. So, so she did had, you ever find out? Well, kind of. Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, she applied to eight colleges, uh, private, public, across three states. And we heard similar things from different colleges. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So my son is five years younger. And I'm thinking, mm-hmm. can we do this again? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And turns out we can. Wow. Even at the age he was, he was at, or? Well, he, no, he still had to wait, but we per, we did all the things with him coming up to co- to high school, throughout high school okay. that we did with okay. her. Now, I okay. do want to mention something. Mm-hmm. You know, we get told, parents are told by high school counselors and friends, mm-hmm. wait till junior year for name anything related to college. Mm-hmm for college tours, for taking the ACT and SAT, for looking at colleges, blah, blah, blah. Right. Problem is, at a certain point, everything your kid has done in high, in high school is set in stone. It's literally mm-hmm. done. Mm-hmm. You can't mm-hmm. change it, right? Right, right. And, uh, you know, one of the things parents believe is that colleges are looking for the well-rounded student. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, they're not. Mm-hmm. They're mm-hmm. not. So when my son was coming up, well, first of all, as I mentioned, my, my daughter's five years older, okay? Right. And this is an example of you don't know what you don't know. She was applying to one of the largest private scholarships in the country. And this application began with five, no, nine pages of checkboxes. And it was typical high school activities and leadership roles that you would, you know, most of you would probably recognize. But I homeschooled my kids. So she didn't have dance teams. Normal, yeah. And and all those. Yeah, she didn't have 4 H and all those things that Mm -hmm. kids Mm -hmm. are able to do. Mm -hmm. So she didn't, her application didn't go very far. But my son, being five years younger, now I have the application. I know what they're looking for. Right. So I asked my son, I said, Okay, here's this this list of things. Go through it and check off what looks like fun to you. Now, notice I didn't say it's on the list. We have to do it. Right, 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 right. 
Because mm-hmm. I, I believe high school should be fun, putting way too much pressure on our kids. Yes. Yes. So he had a few things, you know, mm-hmm. not a lot. And uh, so I partnered with another homeschool family, and we created opportunities for our kids to be able to check some of those boxes. Mm-hmm. You know, so if you're a homeschool family out there, you're not out of luck just because you homeschool. There are some things you can invent. I mean, you're not making it up, so to speak. Right, 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 but right, right. Just being example, creative. You're just, mm-hmm. you're just being creative. What, what does this look like from a homeschool perspective? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so by the time my son was a senior filling out that same scholarship application, mm-hmm. his application was able to get past the computer. Because that's the point of those nine pages of checkboxes. Right. Trying to narrow down 200,000 applicants to maybe 20,000, right? Wow. And he got past that darn computer, mm-hmm. and then they sent the real application. So now he could fill out the things that he had actually done and enjoyed throughout high school. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. At the end, he became a national semifinalist in that competition. Awesome. But you don't know what you don't know. Awesome. But I, I, I'm... I'm I'm look, I looked at your bio, and you talked about having that repeatable strategy. So you put those tools in place, that repeatable strategy that got your son to the where he was versus to where your daughter was because you learned some things. You're always learning. You know, so, yeah, school is never out. So you're no. able to, to learn uh, some things to do, what not to do, um, like you said, you got him to the point where he got past the computer where you actually got the real deal. And so now let's get down to the nitty gritty of it. And exactly. And he was able, was he able to attend, attend the college of his choice? He did. As a matter of fact, Good. being younger, even so much younger than my daughter, uh, he came with us on all the tours that my daughter did, all the college mm-hmm. tours. And I tell parents, look, if, you, if you're on vacation somewhere, you're visiting a relative, see if there's a college or university some within driving distance. Just go walk on campus. Go visit mm-hmm. the bookstore. Just mm-hmm. get a feel for it. Nothing official. You know, right. just get a feel for what this is. Because, you, you know, a, a lot of families, parents will think, oh, well, you know, my kid has always gone to a small school, so they'll probably want a small school. You don't know that until your kid is on that campus. Right. He feels right, it for himself, right, right? Right. You know, but uh, between the two kids, they won 17 scholarships, totaling almost $200,000. Get out of here. That's real money. Real money. And I'll be honest with you, I didn't know how much they had won. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because the second you would, the second we hit the send button on one scholarship, they were applying mm-hmm. to another one. I paid no attention to adding up that money. Right, 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 right. So, but when my son, coming. yeah, it was just, it was just okay. Where's the next one? Because there's hundreds of thousands of, of mm-hmm. opportunities for kids. Mm-hmm, so I, mm-hmm. uh, it wasn't until my son was graduating from high school that both kids got up to speak, and they had added up the amount they had won. And they spoke about wow. it, his graduation. And that, and believe me, the audience was not the only ones with their jaw hitting the floor. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Because uh-huh. I did I'm not know sure they had more that much. Mm-hmm. 
Look, you was probably to the point where you couldn't even, your eyes were about to bulge out of your head and you just couldn't move. In, uh, it, in, was, it was that shocking. You're, you're absolutely surreal. correct. Right. You know, and the bottom line is this, when, when you understand what it is that is necessary to make this work mm-hmm. and what it is that we have been believing for three decades that doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about it. Right. If, we, if we're always talking about college debt, then we're doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. if, if we got 70% of kids graduating with college debt every single year, that number doesn't change. That's every year. Mm-hmm. So we're doing something wrong as, as right. a unit, you know, as, right. as a society. Right. But there is a better way. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. when my son, who's the youngest, when we dropped him off to college, my husband mm-hmm. and I bought a 42-foot motorhome and went full-time RVing for five years. Okay. Okay. During that whole time, I was getting emails or text messages from friends, church members, their friends, their family saying, okay, um, Denise, so-and-so said I need to talk to you. Mm-hmm. Here's where we are. What do we do next? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I found myself just copying and pasting. Here's what we did. Go right. I don't I don't know if it'll work for everybody, but it worked for our kids. Here you go. But through it through it all, uh, Mr. Denise, you now that you turned that into a uh, a business. Yes. Yes. And that's the wonderful thing about it because it's just not a business, but you are a business that has value or that's sharing value, where the where you can actually do A, B, C, D, D, and E and get the results. Why? Because you have tried it. You have uh, used your repeatable strategy uh, with your own kids. So you, you know what it takes, right, for them to, to gain access to the open door. Absolutely. So, you know, and I'm, I'm just applauding you because there are so many families that's out there. And like you said, they walking away with tons and tons of debt, um, those kids. not necessary. And it mm-hmm. hurts. I, I hear mm-hmm. it all the time. I wish I knew you mm-hmm. last year, 10 years mm-hmm. ago, five years ago, because their kids are coming out with debt. Mm-hmm. You know? And uh, it doesn't have to be that way. Um, I, Like I said, I didn't know if this was going to work for other people, but it did. And right. then my husband asked while we were on the road, he said, you know, We've always always had a small business of some kind. Uh, you know what? You're fine. Thank you for tuning in to Be Bold with Angela Wynn on Elevation Radio Network. We hope today's episode has inspired you to embrace your boldness and continue on your journey of success. Remember, you have the power to overcome any obstacle and achieve great greatness. Until next week, keep winning and stay bold and never stop reaching for the stars.